0: What's up guys, it's Matt Whitmore here of Fitter Food Radio. And this is episode number 25, and Keris is here with me as always, we're, we're standing up doing this episode, which is pretty awesome, we've... Our yeah.
1: second standing episode now. A
0: second standing episode, yeah. We uh, we used to just kind of slop on the sofa to do these, or at the dining room table, but we've now uh, kind of made our a makeshift stand-up desk using our fire fireplace, haven't we? Yeah, it's
1: actually, you know? it is more energising, but oh, it is just, just for so. an hour, and then I get tired.
0: Let me have a cup of tea and have a good sit down, which <laughs> is always nice. So guys, episode number 25. Five and we have got an absolutely awesome guest on the show today. She's a actress, producer, director, <laughs> singer, songwriter. She's done everything. Um, I'm only joking, but she is that awesome anyway. And I'm sure she could do all those things if someone asked her to. But we have got Claire Harding on the line. And I bet some of you are thinking, oh, I've heard of that name. Who's Claire Harding? She's not famous, only to us. Um, Claire has done numerous plans of ours now, um, our online plans. And has done phenomenally well, uh, not only with herself but with that of her her family, you know, her kids and her partner, etc. She's so awesome. In fact, we've got her on our online plans now as a mentor um, to kind of help out all the others that are on on the plans as well. Because um, she, her input has just been fantastic from start to finish. But uh, I'm going to let Claire introduce herself um, so she can give us a bit more of an idea of what her background is, and then we're going to get into. The nitty-gritty or so to speak of of her journey to kind of a more natural way of life because it is really fascinating and how she's got her kids involved to eat um a cleaner diet or fitter food as we like to call it um is amazing um so claire how are you
2: i'm good thanks hello both of you hello <laughs>
0: <laughs> so claire um we, I mean, we were speaking a little bit before we pressed the record button, but why don't you kind of tell our listeners a little bit about your personal journey and kind of what you what turned you to a kind of a more natural way of life?
2: Um, well, I've always had psoriasis since I was a little girl, and also I was getting recurrent thrush and stomach problems. So about three, four years ago, I went for a test. And it came back that I had candida. So I started with a nutritionist doing a diet for candida and followed that for about nine months and saw improvements, never saw improvements with my psoriasis, but certainly saw improvements with my stomach and just general well-being. Um, But I found it very, very difficult to follow. It was very restrictive. Although it was, looking back, it was only taking out sugar, but eating um, nothing processed. But I think it was... Was sort of an element missing, really. So I, I did that for about nine months, then went back to just eating well, everything again, you know. <laughs> get back to, back on the whole, so you're eating everything that you shouldn't be eating.
0: But I, I suppose if you like, you gave up nine months of your life, so to speak, and didn't quite get the, the results you wanted. So That's you. It's
1: a bit harsh. She gave up sugar, not a life.
0: No. no. <laughs> But, but, you know, <laughs> she knows what I mean.
1: But, yeah. No, because I
0: can fully relate. I, I mean, I've done a similar protocol, but but this isn't about me, it's about you. Um, so what I what I was kind of meaning is that Something you... Something
1: so restrictive made, yeah,
0: you, made you
2: bounce back. You know, you kind it of, is, like, yeah. held
0: back on a lot of things that you, you know, a lot of your favourites, so to speak, that you probably expected a better outcome. So yeah, I, I
2: did. Yeah, definitely. And I think... Whilst bits of it were explained, I didn't really have a full understanding of it all. So it did ve- feel very, very restrictive in the sense that you were having just something taken away, but you weren't having it replaced yeah. with something that you felt was doing you good, if you see what I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. My psoriasis progressively has, has... I have blips of it where it gets good and then it gets really, really bad. You know, I've been to hospital with it, tried numerous things. Um, back in... January last year I thought well let's just give this a go again you know taking out any processed stuff and just trying to eat probably better food and cleaner food then really so back reading up on different things sort of got into the realms of paleo and in January 2013 then just thought right I'm going to cut out gluten so no bread and things like that and just started from there and I could see improvements Energy levels definitely, skin levels. I could see that slight improvement, but not huge. And then by about the summer, I would well, probably about Easter time last year, I was on. I take methotrexate for my psoriasis because it, it was that bad. And I'd got up to 17 and milligrams, which is near to the top level that you can have with methotrexate. Wow. Oh, and methotrexate is an autoimmune suppressant. Yeah. And I just felt so sick, you take it once a week, and I felt so sick for the next few days after taking it, and I really was aware that I was playing my trump card. I had nothing left to go because I knew I couldn't go any higher with it, yeah, and I kind of thought something really does need to change, so I think then that made me think right, okay, I can see some improvements, but there's still still something that I'm not quite tweaking properly, and then got into you know finding out about fitter food. And I could see your, your plan then for something, for the 12-week Optimum Body Project plan. And I thought, actually, this is something that we could all do because I could see there was benefits for me. I knew there were things that I needed to try and do a little bit better here, there, you know, and everywhere. But I thought, actually, seeing what everybody else was eating, because this was very much something that, that mum did, you know, it was something that I ate, whereas everybody else just carried on eating the normal stuff then. You know, <laughs> <which> <laughs> And I just thought, actually, if I can see it's making improvements to me, really, we should all be on board with it. And um, that's when I signed up to the 12-week plan then. And it was very much a case of, right, this is something that we're all going to do.
1: How did the family respond when, when you said, this is this is what we're all going to do? Was there a little bit of protest initially from...?
2: Yeah, there was. <laughs> They're all good eaters, my children, I must admit. And they were a bit a bit like, oh, God, you know, what's mum doing now? <laughs> and uh, I said, look, all we're going to do, and initially it was just their evening meal, I said, we're just going to do that one, and we're all going to try and eat fitter food. And the first two weeks, they were as good as gold with it. Because <laughs> I have, I've got one daughter that used to love pasta and would eat absolutely Bowl after bowl after Hmm. bowl of pasta if she was able to, you know. I used Um, to be like that. I was was quite surprised. The first two weeks, you know, everybody was tasting everything. You know, we'd we'd have this meal, we had ways that they would tell me if it they're very good. They too much MasterChef, I reckon, on the TV. They're very good. (laughs) They'll say if they like something or if they don't. And there's no shrinking violets in our house. But um, about two weeks in, my one daughter, the pasta lover, said I've had enough of this Fitter Food. <laughs> so I don't want to do this anymore. We were fine before we started Fitter Food. So I was like, OK, you know, you sort of kind of think, all we're like, right, going to have to try and handle this work because so I knew I had another 10 weeks to go and I wasn't going to stop. <laughs> so I said, well, all right, then. Talk me through why you, you're getting a bit agitated about it. And she said, well, we were fine before. I used to love all the foods before. So I said, OK, let's just list what we've eaten and the things that you used to like. So she listed about 10 things, to 10 different meals and actually out of the 10 it was probably only the pasta bake was one of them I can't remember what the other one was but there wasn't it was only about two or three meals that weren't actually you know fitter food meals to be fair <laughs> because over time I had gradually changed the ingredients you know of, of the foods they were having anyway so it wasn't huge changes but it was just the pasta meal so I said okay well it's not the end of the world you know in all fairness they were as good as go for going straight into it for their yeah. evening meal but you have to be a little bit flexible as well. So I did then allow them just one. I think they'd have sort of like pasta bake, perhaps once in a fortnight but now they you know we don't have it at all i haven't got pasta in the house we had a friend over the other day one of my children's friends who was a vegetarian i was like what do i feed and Should i just normally eat pasta i (laughs) haven't got pasta
0: (laughs) 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 because this is really interesting right because um a big reason we wanted to get you on the uh on the podcast is, is as we were chatting about before we started was that you know we try and appeal to you know as many people as possible you know like we don't kind of um niche ourselves to fitness professionals so to speak you know our plan is to help as many people as possible who live you know normal everyday lives you know who work have kids etc etc because you know they can be barriers as you know I'm sure you know we're yet to have kids so we haven't experienced <laughs> that yet but clear mistake uh, correct me if I'm wrong but you've got four children right
2: that's right Yeah, four, you
0: know three so three. four in total and what what ages are they
2: they well, gosh they're all having birthdays I always get confused this time of year <laughs> seven eight ten one's well, just turned twelve yeah oh wow. wow four children four years yeah so yeah, I wouldn't, re- wouldn't recommend it it's a bit crazy <laughs> yeah, I, <imagine>. remem-
0: <laughs> I remember you posting in the um, in the group on one of the online plans a little tactic that you used to kind of get the the kids involved and and working out what they like and what they didn't like and I'm sure you can remember what I'm talking about so. Why don't you kind of tell our listeners what you've done and how your kids responded, and your husband?
2: As we were eating, each different meal every day, because a lot of them were were new meals that we'd not sort of tried before, especially fish meals, which I hadn't really eaten much fish with the children in the past, assuming, wrongly, that they wouldn't like it. So each day, we'd sort of rate our plate. So (laughs) they'd say, you know, they'd give it a score. I can't remember if it was out of five out of ten. I'd say they're very good critics, my lot. And then by the end of the week, then, we could see, because they knew it was going to be a 12-week plan, what ones that they liked and what ones that they wanted to keep when we were going to be planning a menu for ourselves, really. I, and remember, I remember there was a little section for additional comments and things, which was
1: absolutely brilliant. Me and Matt were reading it, thinking, we should so road test our recipes like this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, they were supposed to give it a tick or cross and somebody gave that's it about 15 ticks or something, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: So... I mean, because judging by the picture, it looked like you've got a ginormous whiteboard that you had written this on, or is that just what the, the picture kind of gave the impression of? It's
2: was on a piece of paper, yeah, it's on a big piece of paper. Oh, a big piece. And they just ticked it off as they were going along, yeah. And then we'd sort of, well, we still do it now, you know, I'll say, right, which is the winner dinner for this week type of thing, and they'll say which one they like. It tends to be meaty ones that they like, actually, rather than fishy ones, but they will eat fish, I, and I I love fish, so I make sure that's... That's but, on the menu
0: but this is amazing though because it like it kind of gets the kids involved you know it gets yeah. that interaction going on like you're listening to them kind of seeing what they like what they don't like your husband he he was part of that as well he yeah, he's yeah, he harder bait. to
2: work with than the others actually <laughs> <laughs> actually that is true because you know you can do with your kids obviously you're feeding them so they're having what you get whereas my husband then will go to work and he's got free choice then of what he wants to have but he eats everything that that's put there and I think (laughs) in many ways you sort of have to come to it at your own level don't you really when you're an adult it's harder isn't it I think.
1: Does he sort of understand why you're doing what you're doing and and is he supportive or does he just sort of let you get on with it? Yeah
2: he's 100% behind it in all fairness to him you know Um, and he knows it's something that that we're trying to do the long term for the kids, yeah. really.
0: You just you want them to be able to make good choices, you know. Oh, of course, I mean, I mean, because this is something that comes up a hell of a lot with, uh, you know, when we work with clients in the groups or just kind of general discussion, in that often um, the person's partner or, or other family members can actually end up being quite unsupportive, which which hinders their progress because you've kind of got a, a partner, so to speak, that's almost questioning what it is you're doing but that's based on the fact that they still want to be able to eat certain foods that you're maybe not eating and and it's quite a common barrier so when you've got a, a partner that is supportive I think it goes a hell of a long way so uh big thumbs up Mr Hardin.
2: yeah he's as good as gold. I think a lot of it he's just busy and he's happy if I put it in front of him to be honest he doesn't really mind what it is <laughs> so as long as I've prepared it it's, it's very intensive for me but as long as I've prepared it and do his pack lunch and and he's got his meal and his breath, then he eats whatever goes in front of him. And I think most men are like that, aren't they, to be fair?
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, <laughs> do you know, we've, this is actually the second podcast we've recorded today, and I made the comment earlier that it's actually normally. What I put in front of Claire not the other way
1: around. Oh, really? No, well, I source the food. I'm the one that keeps the fridge full, and this is basically true. Matt does the cooking. And so cook it. that's
0: that's a good. Deal. I sort of
1: have control in that I I because I'm sourcing the ingredients. If there's more fish in the fridge, there'll be more fish dishes on the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: she, she kind of hints.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to ask Claire is, can you oh. share some tips on food preparation? Because it's something that we get asked time and time again. Um, by people is how on earth do you you know manage to keep because obviously you're steering away from ready meals and convenience foods so what tips do you have for people in terms of getting a whole family on board and 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 serving up you know dinner for five people six people including you isn't it yeah yeah
2: um it's a mixture really I don't I'd love to be somebody who could do loads and loads of things of batch cooking and do it in advance or you know cook up a lot and then keep it as extras but my lot eats so much, I don't always get a lot left, if you me. <laughs> so, When I've had like a delivery, because I've been having Paleo Whales mince, so I've tried to make up things like burgers, and Lebanese sausage, and the meatballs. So I make those up ready, not cooked, and then put them in the freezer so they're all ready-made, awesome. and that works a treat. And I cook those from frozen, so that doesn't take any effort at all. Um, I, I find that things with a sauce, you can just cook straight from the freezer, uh-huh. and it's perfect. I always have a pot of salad all chopped up in the fridge so everybody will have salad to go with their meal that's always, you know, just constantly being replenished in the fridge I I do use my freezer a lot I must admit so I've got a list on the side of the freezer of what I've got in there because that that can be a bit hit and miss. That's I'm a good idea. brilliant Legal idea. Stuff.
0: I'm stealing that one.
2: Yeah.
0: We're always like, oh, what have we got in the freezer? What should we use up? And then yeah. we, we're never sure and we end up buying more of what we've already got. Exactly,
2: yeah. yeah. You end up with sort of lots and lots of fish or something, don't you? you yeah, exactly. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so I've got a list and I cross off when I pull something out of the freezer. But um, I try and do, on a busy days, you know, when I've got, because I work days and I work evenings as well. So wow. if I've got a busy day, then I try and do like a one pot thing. That can be, my slow cooker is my godsend. I've got, I can't stand the smell of food cooking in my house, you know, when it's a slow cooker meal, because I can't stand it, it's like opening the door to an open, because I don't like it. So I have my <laughs> slow cooker in the garage, <laughs> and so one pot things. I'll get that ready, and that just goes in the garage, and then by the time we come home, It's all you know, ready. it's all done, really. How so fantastic. I do quite a few of those, really. Pretty, yeah. So
1: um, do you have any sort of like uh, super quick meals? Like if you've come home and it's literally a bit like, um, can't, is it Can't Cook, Won't Cook? Where they used to just give you a pepper and egg and something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so right, make yeah. a dish.
2: Oh, well, I suppose omelets, but not all of them like omelets. It's, it's, I think for my what? evening meal, I try and get something that everybody will eat. Yeah. You know? Oh, I love an omelet. But not all of them would eat that, actually, to be fair. I think a, a courgette, I'll do that. That's a quick one. Yeah. yeah. And you could do that with salmon, just broken up salmon. And some of the, but actually the meat ones, they don't take that long, do they? If you've got all the sauce, the, you know the sauce isn't a lot, is it? It's only onion and tomato and a few herbs. Yeah. And then you can just pull those straight out of the freezer, and that's done in about twenty-five minutes. You yeah, know, by the good. time you've got everybody's stuff away, you have sorted out. People checking them all in the bath and everything. You know, it's ready then. By the time they've come down, it doesn't take long at all. You got the, I put the rice on a rice cooker, so I don't have to. A lot of things. I find it quicker for me is that if I don't have to actually be at a hob doing stuff I find that harder yeah. if anything because there's always so much going on all at the same time so if I'm having to watch a pan invariably that's going to be ruined
1: yeah <laughs> sounds say, like me there's well, my
2: scooter in the middle of it do you know what I mean yeah. so if I can just put something in and then sort everybody and then I've got a big bell, I ring them all for, sit down for tea, so mm-hmm. then we're done then. So that's a great tip
1: then, just try and find ways that um, everything's being done for you. So slow cookers and, and, like you just said, having everything prepped in the freezer, I suppose there's as so much preparation. Do you, do you shop online as well? Do you do like a... No, other than no, your meat? I
2: don't. I, I've been getting, because they all like the mince um, sort of based meaty meals, I stopped buying that from the supermarket because I just thought, I want to know where it's coming from. You know, I want grass-fed. So I buy that online. But the rest of the time, I just go go to Aldi for my shopping. I admit I don't buy organic stuff. I've got one farm shop that I'll call in when I'm working near this one place and I'll get things like greens and spinach and kale from there.
1: Fantastic.
2: But the rest of the stuff is all just supermarket stuff because I just can't afford to get all the organic you know changing something slowly My, yeah. eggs, I've got chickens but they haven't got four chickens so I don't only get four eggs a day um I'll buy my eggs from the farm shop and then I've got a lovely fishmonger nearby so I know you know that's all locally sourced fish Fantastic. so I'll get that from there but at the same time I will buy frozen fish from the supermarket I think it's you know it's a step change isn't it a little bit I think, at
1: a time, really. I'd say you're streets ahead of, yeah. like, most people. Like, that's actually... Totally. If you were to come to me as a client, I'd be, like, struggling to say where to improve because that's oh, just, absolutely awesome. The best then.
0: thing is, though, you, you sound completely undaunted by the fact that you've got two jobs, four kids, a husband to feed... And you just seem to just take it all in your stride and crack on with it, which is amazing. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think, if anything, though, Matt, I found since doing the plans the fact that you are organised in the sense that you know what you're going to eat. The days if I haven't planned, oh, my God, you're all the time thinking, well, what am I going to cook? I'm going to have to call in and get something. What are we going to have? And <laughs> once I know it's on the wall, you know, even if I've got sort of an idea of what I'm having for the week and I chop and change the days, I know what's in my freezer, I know what I've bought fresh for the week, and I think, okay, I'm fine. It's, you don't have to spend so much energy faffing around by it, and it, it does, it frees you up to do all the other stuff, I find.
0: See, I totally agree with you, but I, I think that goes just across the board, I think. You know, if you don't plan your workouts, you, you have the same issue. If you don't plan your 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 meals, you have the same problem. Yeah. Even from a work perspective, you know, if you don't plan and organise your diary, you know, yeah, you're you're gonna chaos. be running around like a headless chicken and 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 you just get stressed and worked up, et cetera, et cetera. So I think our biggest advice to everybody is plan ahead and, yeah, and uh, be prepared. Which which no doubt, you know, is obviously always harder at first you know, especially if you are quite new to this kind of thing, and it is going to take a bit of time. But once you're used to it, you know, like you said, you can you can knock really nutritious, tasty meals together in in no time at all. Um, You know, so it doesn't really kind of phase you.
1: I was going to ask Claire, how do you negotiate? So um, I remember as a kid, my mum used to let us have one fun size chocolate bar a day. That was like our limit um, in our lunchbox or whatever. Do you sort of negotiate treats and and sort of? You know crisps and sweets and things with the kids, or are they very much into fruit and? Sort of they love
2: their fruit. I used to when I used to pick them up from school. I used to take biscuits, and I don't do that anymore. And now they know that you know it's fruit. If they want a snack, there's fruit there. They can help themselves. I've never done fizzy drinks and things like that. So there's always either like, the water or milk.
1: Excellent. And
2: um, they still have treats, you know, like. It was my birthday yesterday. They wanted birthday cake. And you think, well, it's not going to kill them. You've got to to look at a bigger picture, haven't you, really? Of course. Absolutely. None of them have got um, any issues in the sense that if they were to have wheat and things like that. And I'm quite happy to say that my evening meal is sorted. My breakfasts are definitely coming there. I've reduced all their cereals so that they are the only one that I've got left is Rice Krispies. You know, things sort of disappear, and yeah. then something comes in instead. And nobody, nobody's any wiser, and they just carry on. Pack lunches though is one thing that I'm going to try and tackle. At that. that's my half-term sort of target of trying to think of things that they can have at lunch. They they'll take rice cakes in, and I make flapjacks out of gluten-free oats, and they'll take those in. Yeah, but perfect. a lot of, it is a lot of it's intensive in the sense that I have to make it. So yeah, yeah. It's a way of, you know, some weeks, okay, if I haven't had time to make it, then it's going to be a little chocolate bar and they pack lunch. But as I say, it's all part of a bigger picture, really, I think. I'm not going to stress myself out about it.
0: No, no. I mean, that's amazing. It sounds to me like you're, you're doing an absolutely awesome job, so I mean, even the things, that um,
1: even what you just mentioned, in my head now, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I don't know how I would... I mean, smoothies, I often say smoothies for kids' breakfast, you know, even that's going to involve some time on your behalf, and it's not going to suit every kid they're not going to want smoothie necessarily but lunches. You're right that's a real challenge i
0: think we, we we should do a we should do a blog about that
1: clay yeah. i think you should write a book with us we'll do one on uh, <laughs> school meals breakfast <laughs> yeah well it's I and mean, it's again
2: um, you know to try and think of something you know that's a challenge for you too. to try and think of a breakfast meal that i can do in a slow cooker so I, that can cook overnight yeah they can then because you, in the mornings, it's so busy here. Yeah. You want them to be able to just grab and do stuff for themselves, you know, because we're doing packed lunches. Yeah. I could do omelettes. I'm, I'm a great one for doing, like, omelettes. I've got two big frying pans, and I've got those going on, so I can whip those out pretty quickly. But to have something that's just there, hot, that's cooked, that they could just take a spoonful of would be great. But i have racked my brains to try to think of something <laughs> for that, really.
0: Couldn't you do, like, a, an English breakfast stew? Yeah, so, you know, you've bacon, got
1: poached eggs, ba- bacon,
0: <laughs> sausage, tomatoes. Yeah. Get some herbs in there with a bit of broth, and then maybe just uh, add some eggs in there as soon as you wake up.
2: Yeah. Well that so. sounds good actually
0: I'll have to give that a go I'll feed back to you <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have a try that myself and, uh, I, I knew think. he
2: was thinking
1: that I thought as just he was saying it he was thinking oh I'll wake up to an English I'll tell you breakfast you Cliff.
0: Can, can you hear the rain? It is yeah, absolutely boiling down Did you hear that banging noise and I wondered what it
1: was Yeah, yeah. It's the rain is just it's the thunder and lightning It's lining. just
0: literally just come down it is torrential it's actually quite quite cosy i'm craving a cup of tea now um, <laughs> but Claire, um when going back to your husband again has he felt any benefit i mean because i know that you said you know how much better you felt and the kind of change you experienced um has he is there been any noticeable change in him since uh, he started eating well what, what you cooked him
2: <laughs> i think he's got there's more things that he needs to do and i'm beginning to realize that now So he's where he works so late matt he's up until about he doesn't go to bed until about 1 o'clock in the morning oh wow and that's just you know you can't keep doing that really so he's quite sleepy in the day um, what, what, what does he do? he's a solicitor so he tends to work you know he works for that like day then comes home and then sorts you know helps with the kids and that and says night to the kids and then he'll carry on working Jeez. so whilst things you know he's definitely better Is, is, you can see in people's complexion can't you when they yeah. look like they're, they're sort of eating well You can see a difference in that, but I think it's all part of a bigger package, isn't it? You can't just do one bit when you're neglecting other bits, really. No.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. And I think that over time you start to to work out what the missing piece of the puzzle is because whilst you may not know it at the moment, you know, it does become apparent. I mean, for me, I was that guy who, you know, as a teenager, late teens, even my very early 20s, I absolutely loved pasta. I probably ate it most days, absolutely piled up with cheese and tuna, and you know, I, I used to eat tons of bread, but in my eyes, it was wholemeal bread, so it was fine, etc, um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So when I first turned to paleo, whilst I was still getting very little sleep, still working long hours, quite stressed, etc., cetera, etc, cetera, I did experience like huge benefit when I changed my nutrition. like energy went through the roof skin was better uh, just felt generally more positive every day and could work longer which I don't know was a, whether that was a good thing because I was already working a lot anyway yeah. but, um, but then I, I felt like I started to decline again but that wasn't because I'd made any, any uh, regressions with my nutrition um, I think it was that initially I, I got that surge in energy and I experienced the benefits of the change but then a big missing piece of the puzzle for me was the lack of sleep so it was only a matter of time before that then caught up with me and to be fair that's now still probably my biggest issue in that if I don't have a decent night's sleep whereas before I could kind of just crank out the day and get on with it now I feel like I'm at a point where I need a decent night's sleep and if I don't get it whether my diet has been absolutely bang on or not I do kind of run into into problems so but I think that like you say it's step change and you kind of you work out you work it out on your own along your journey. Would you agree with yeah, do
2: Yeah, you do. You know, definitely, when I started, when I was doing the 12-week plan, I didn't really look at sleep, I must admit. And it's only now...
0: Most people don't, though.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's only now that the penny's dropping. And I kind of think to myself, you know, up until then, because I, I work long hours, that, especially when you're a mum, that time at the end of the day, even though, you, you know, you're not stopping until, like, sort of 10 o'clock... And you kind of think to yourself, well, I just want to sit down and have a bit of time to myself. So I purposely stay up later when I'd be absolutely, you know, on my knees. Mm -hmm. And I think, no, I'm going to stay up. And then I'd either end up sort of falling asleep on the settee when I should have just gone to bed or staying up and going to bed late and then I'd be thinking well, why am I going to bed at half past 11 when I'm so tired I should have just gone you yeah. just hang on to it because you think well no, yeah. this is my special time but now yeah. I have realised and I know I've heard you say it again and again and it does make me laugh because I think yeah I know you're going here mm-hmm. I told you so, clear. but <laughs> <laughs> I just think actually I need, I need to be in bed by 10 o'clock I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I have an hour to myself where Nobody see, and that's my special time now. You know, where no one's bothering me, and I'm at least I'm awake, and I've got a bit of energy to enjoy it, yeah. rather than being on a settee feeling Knackered. sort of half comatose. Do you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Look, do you know that's amazing? And I totally agree because I used to be the exact same. You get to the end of the day, and you're like, right, this is me now. Switch my phone off, switch my laptop off, and just watch an hour or so of television. But then, like you say, you then wake up the next day feeling like crap because you haven't had yeah. enough sleep. Yeah. Good on you. How
1: is I mean, how is your your health now, Claire? Because so, so you've mentioned obviously this goal of trying to not rely on medication for psoriasis, which is in case people don't realise it's autoimmune in nature. So your medication is immune suppressing. Have you sort of looked at uh, adapting sort of paleo nutrition f- for that purpose?
2: Yeah, definitely. So now I'm. Where I was on seventeen and a half milligrams? I'm now down to five milligrams. Wow, that's brilliant. And I've just done it, wow. it can only sort of drop by two and a half milligrams, you know, over time. So yeah. I've done that slowly and slowly since September. Well, probably not even September, actually. I think it was probably October, November that I would sort of thought, right, okay, let's just make a start and see what happens. And um, My skin has been fine. You know, normally my skin is good in the summer. Yeah. But the winter, I would struggle. But I've gone a whole winter. I've got a few tiny little patches, but otherwise, normally I would be covered. Oh, wow. So, you know, I think... It's got to be doing something right, isn't it,
1: really? That's amazing. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. We get
1: a lot of emails from people with psoriasis because... um again it, and it does tend to then lead to other autoimmune conditions so yeah. um, and, and as you said going down that route um, with a gp or, or I, I imagine most people get referred to a specialist um, they're not told about the importance of things like vitamin d either with supplementing through the winter or getting more more daylight exposure so that's amazing and what did you do in terms of the actual nutrition have you done anything special just to try and meet that need for your body
2: um well, so just eating sensibly, really. I know sugar. If I if I have sugar, I know I can see my the patches of rice vis- visibly go red in front of my eyes. So. Wow. Oh, because I was going to
0: ask that. If I was <laughs> say what what foods do you find that if you have now Aggurate cause you. a flare up? Uh,
2: there's you know there's you read different things. They say things like things in the nightshade family, don't they? That to try and avoid but I've not noticed a difference with
1: that in all fairness yeah that's always the last bit for me nightshades I think first is like you've done tackle gluten change dairy if you're if, if dairy you know move it to more raw and as in unpasteurized dairy and 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 higher fat dairy um is that the sort of thing do you have dairy in your nutrition
2: well do, a dairy is a hard one I know I shouldn't have dairy. If ever I have butter, or I, I make ice cream for the kids because I think, well, that's better than them having processed stuff. And I love it. <laughs> I know, and I love butter. I absolutely love butter. But yeah. I know I'll end up with big Nanny McPhee spots on my chin if I eat butter and dairy. So, oh,
1: really?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah I, however much I love it. But you're in denial, aren't you? It's something that you really like. You think, no, it's not too <laughs> bad. It's not <laughs> bad. I can manage ghee. I'll make my own ghee. Um, and i do kefir with with coconut milk not so good almond milk is better yeah. but it does separate and i'll try oh, if okay. i'll make kefir with the kids they use just full fat normal milk so i'll do kefir for them put that in the ice cream and i kind of think wow. oh what well, if i have a taste of that that's not quite so bad <laughs> <laughs> have you but tried
0: the um i don't suppose you saw the chocolate ice cream recipe that we put out the other day have you
2: yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I've not made it yet, though. Oh, you've <laughs> got to try that, Claire.
0: That's, that's a good one, that.
2: But how do you make, when you make coconut ice cream, if you put it in the freezer, you need a chisel to get it out. That's what I find, though. Have, if, We've got an ice cream maker. Have you, you got, got an ice, cream, ice cream maker? Yeah, okay, I've got an ice cream maker, but then when you put it in the in the freezer, you just have to eat it straight from the ice cream maker to your ice cream. Yeah, yeah Well,
0: okay. I, I just, as soon as it's mixed, I just plonk it in a bowl and eat it yeah, yeah, yeah there, there's we... none left to go back in the freezer Let me tell.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that tastes amazing and it's literally three ingredients you know it's the um coconut cream the cocoa powder and the xylitol yeah and it's just so nice well the
1: other thing that we found um is we always have um, a stack of frozen bananas in the fridge and then when we have guests or anything we just um in the freezer, in the Whiz freezer. yeah with those out. up and then add either berries or cocoa or something and so make it's like ice cream
0: but and what's the other one the frozen banana with the avocado and the chocolate as well
1: yeah and you can have add avocado to make it a bit more fatty but okay. yeah but if we ever we've ended up just putting bananas in the fridge all the time so that that's a really quick dessert if anyone comes over isn't it and they don't generally know that it's really healthy they just think it's
0: chocolate dessert yeah (laughs) but most people when there's chocolate involved assume that it's not healthy anyway yeah yeah Yeah,
2: they they ask no questions do they if it's got chocolate on it no no (laughs) exactly it keeps them quiet
1: (laughs) what about i was gonna say what about things like caffeine and alcohol where have you got with those now are you sort of going um, ditching or we're well, not judging by the way we're in mo- we're all for moderation that's what we do so
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, because I was on methotrexate you're not really supposed to drink when you're on methotrexate anyway yeah that's you know something that, that's a complete no-no so if I do drink it's very very occasionally and then I just have I'll have vodka with sparkling water but I'm not a big drinker at all yeah um caffeine yeah I've dropped caffeine probably since January but again I was not very much a coffee drinker really I tend to just drink hot water I love hot water with coconut oil and cinnamon
1: oh wow that sounds interesting
2: I love that I'll drink that all through the day my kids love cinnamon now everybody puts cinnamon on everything you stand still in my house everybody gets covered in cinnamon (laughs) 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 they love it on their milk and that they'll sprinkle it on top of their milk it's a wonderful spice and the bananas and that Oh,
0: fantastic. So would you say that you're very much in kind of um, in control of it all now? Because something that we obviously talk about a lot, and we mention this on our page and, and everything else, that for us, when it comes to your health, it's, for people it's all about regaining control, you know, and kind of making sure that, you know, it's it's done on their terms, you know, rather than thinking, oh, I have to have a coffee or I have to have a dessert after my dinner, et cetera. Do, do you feel very much in control?
2: I'd say yes. But at the same time, I try and build in a bit of flexibility as well, Man, I don't know. I find if I am somebody, if I'm going to do it, then I'll do it properly. Good stuff. I can, I can clearly see when I've not done it, the damage that it does. And I just think half oh, the time it's just not worth it, really. Yeah. You know, that a night out where I was drinking a couple of weeks ago, and I just felt like complete crap the next day. And I could see my skin was bad, my stomach was bad. And you just think, OK, it's nice. You know, yeah. it's nice to do it for one night, but I don't i got no desire to do that on a regular basis at all. Um, I still like sweet things. I do still like sweet things, I must admit. And building in to try... I did find it initially when I was on the plan, a weekend always seems to be full of treats. Yeah. But it's just moving away from seeing treats as food or, alternatively, seeing a treat as being thinking to myself, oh, I really feel like something nice, then I'll think, oh, let's go up and get a really lovely piece of mackerel. I love mighty mackerel. That's my favourite meal. Oh, so well, my mum would love that. <laughs> let's go get a really nice piece of mackerel, you know, rather than something from a supermarket. Yeah. Let's yeah. go up to the fishmongers and just choose something really nice. So that's my treat, and it's just... It's hard, though, isn't it? It's just trying to work things in a different way. I think if my training is going well, then I'm not so good with my food. If I'm, my food is going well that I'm not always brilliant with my training and I'm still trying to find that balance of doing it all really but you know you get it don't you just bit by bit just keep nicking away isn't
1: it i think hmm. you know you're the first person to ever made that that sort of association and i would say it stands for pretty much every single person that we work with
0: because but i'm the, I'm the complete opposite of that
1: well you're the exception to the rule because i normally <laughs> see what claire said is when people train one it's like an excuse to be a bit freer with your nutrition yeah and i also notice cravings and things like that because you're expending more energy your body is saying give me more energy and mm though you do tend to want sweeter foods especially carbohydrate rich foods but then when people drop the training out they've got a bit more time to spend in the kitchen and um, maybe a bit more energy because they're sleeping you know better and they're, they're sort of you know sort of waking uh, cortisol rhythms are, are a bit healthier as well so it's really interesting that you've acknowledged that but you should probably tell people <laughs> a bit about your training because people might be thinking she's a mum she works she cooks for you know six people but I bet she doesn't go to the gym and it's actually quite the opposite isn't it yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah I do, I do manage to cram in a lot in a day but <laughs> I'd get up early I'll do I'll cycle at least I'll try and cycle twice a week I did a marathon in April and did an ultra ultra marathon about a month or so ago but I don't think that does me any favours to be honest I think (laughs) excessive running you know I've learned I'd already booked those in so it was something that I was on you know I was on target for doing yeah but I know now in reflection that really messed up my digestive system and I really struggled wow. you know getting towards especially with the big longer runs really I've got I do quite a lot of weight stuff at home I'll do that in the kitchen in between sort of bits and bobs I've got my I'm still still working on my pull-ups Matt I'm putting my rubbish though <laughs> <laughs> I got my pull-up bar. I nearly broke the door frame with the one part But I've got a new one now that's on my outside wall. So every time I go to the tumble dryer, I'll have a little swing off my pull-up bar. That's brilliant. CrossFit, I do that once a week. I'll do Pilates, a flexibility class once a week. I try and do that once a week as well. You know, walking and all the rest of it, running running twice a week. I've trained for a marathon before, and certainly this time round, I did a lot less running because of what I'd read and what I realised, you know, I needed to do for my own good health really yeah and and I got a much better time so it's That's obviously fantastic there's sense in it you know
0: yeah I was ahead. gonna say how, how do you feel like your general kind of training and performance has changed since you uh because I'm assuming you were training a lot when you weren't necessarily eating like you are now did yeah. you see quite a drastic change in your performance yeah,
2: huge. absolutely huge yeah it's your recovery, I just, well, I can't believe you're know, your training. You think, oh my God, I'm doing really well. My time's not improving. But it's the recovery after that I just can't describe how much better it is, really. Awesome. Because, you know, you, and you just feel that you're, you know, I'm, I'm always, I think as a mum, you always want to try and do everything for everybody else. So my bit of exercise and my training is my little treat. But mm-hmm. you never wanted to encroach on everybody else's time then. So for me to go out and do a run or go to the gym, or cycle and then come back and be able to just carry on as if I've never been then I feel okay well, I've had my little bit but I've not eaten into anybody else's time mum time and because I'm not feeling tired and I'm not feeling aching and all the rest of it I can still carry on and do everything with them. which yeah. is what you want to do isn't it you want to be able to, to sort of balance everything really
1: I think you're honestly a super super mum. Every I was time say, I, I like, listen and like to, I mean, from the groups we get to know about your routines and um, and what's involved in your day. And I'm just always like, Matt, she's just so inspirational. I just, I you know, I think I work hard, and I'm not a patch on on the way that you sort of organise your day, family, look after looking after the family, having a job, doing your training. It's just hugely and as well as also having autoimmune conditions that you've got to look after. You know, so you have to be. Um, good with nutrition and obviously watch stress and manage sleep and things as well i think it's just really inspiring and that's why we wanted to get you on the podcast it's very
0: inspiring it really is
2: well we all do a bit don't we really as i say you just oh don't yeah, so you so it. It. <laughs> You know you never get a second chance do you so you sort of think you want to do it all and and do it all the best
1: you can really i think you need to start having little groups of mums maybe to start locally and, and coaching them on how you did it and how you organize your time and i mean what do your sort of um friends and maybe um Parents of of your of your kids, oh, that's right. Of your kids' friends, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting confused yeah. now. So, what do your friends and the parents of your kids' friends think about what you're doing?
2: um They think I'm a bit mad. I think really, <laughs> <laughs> I think they think, oh God, what's she doing now? Type of thing. I'm always on the go. um I don't know. With my children, it's funny because they know. They they'll ask me, "Is this fit of food? Do we eat? Is this fit of food meal? Then what's this?" And they know what other children eat, and they. I don't know, it's really, I suppose they, they're quite happy if they've got friends around. They'll say, well, you know, we eat this, this is nice because, and they know why they eat different things, which I think is great, you know.
1: Yeah, it's really important.
2: Um, I don't know, with their friends, they're active, they, and they, again, they know that eating well and being active is an important part of how we should be, really, I suppose.
1: And what about your friends? Have they sort of been influenced by what you're doing nutritionally? Have
0: you yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. Oh, yeah, so you, st- got... you
0: still got friends then. You haven't scared them, <laughs> haven't scared them all off.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, my clients, actually, my massage clients, they really, a few of them have ordered your book. Oh, amazing thank you and you know they can see You know they all think I'm a bit mad but they can see that it gives you energy to do as much as you want to do really you know yeah i um, got a few friends that follow sort of fit food paleo lifestyle yeah definitely and they like, similarly a friend who I run with she's seen the improvement in her recovery definitely you know and, and her actual training as well has come on brilliantly That's but awesome. it's, it's I don't know it's, it is quite amazing really you, oh. do, you don't want to seem like a zealot do you with people no, so I don't no, tend to them people and i didn't tell anybody that i was doing the 12 week plan um until the end i didn't want to tell anybody because i thought oh they're only going to ask and they they'd be you know what's that type of thing and i thought i don't know enough about it to be able to sort of say what it is explain Yeah. Yeah, So i thought well i'll just leave by example and i'm not very much sort of think well you know you can see what it's doing if you want to find out about it then i can happily tell you bits and bobs i can't tell you all of it but i can say you know look on the fitter food and fit a London website and there's the cookbook and all the rest of it I, I think people are open to listening then, aren't they rather than you trying to ram it on
0: their throat really I, I, I think like you just said like leading by example and people actually visibly seeing the difference you know because then no one can question anything as you said i mean if you kind of let someone know that you're on a new plan or whatever you know which they may disagree with whereas if you tell them at the end when they tell you how how great you look and how good your skin is and stuff like that then the proof is in the pudding uh, no yeah. pun intended
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
1: um, one thing i was going to ask is um do you uh, supplement or and and do you do supplements for the family or is it just are you doing everything solely through nutrition at the moment um
2: i do supplements myself fish oil glutamine Corella i take as well probiotic and i'm at the minute i'm trying out different that saccharomyces boulardii. oh yeah oh, yeah just to see if that i think very much that was to do with when i was running to be honest i think that that has helped a lot so yeah. i'm probably come off that now with the kids, no, nothing really. My one boy, my children, never very, very, very really poorly in or They're really quite healthy kids. But oh, my one yeah. little boy had tonsillitis not a while back. I've noticed he's been—he had antibiotics because his tonsils were really bad. I've given him sort of kefir milk and just trying to sort. Of put stuff in his milk really just sneak things in without them knowing but I don't give them any supplements I did wonder about getting him a probiotic but he seems to be picking up now to be honest just by having sort of fermented foods and I, I sneak in liver in their Burgers, no one never knows, you know. I was gonna ask about that. If you've right, got the right, one organ meats got organ meats in me there. <laughs> well, actually, one my one daughter loves it. She'll grind all the, the liver, she thinks it's amazing putting that through the grinder. But um, no, they they none the wise I put I did try pig's liver once, because I didn't really know much about liver at all. And I just thought, oh, well, one liver's the same as the other liver, so I bought pigs liver. And they were like, oh, even I tasted it. I thought, oh, no, that's a step too far, <laughs> I've now,
0: actually never know, had pig's just liver. just
2: sort of stick to lamb's liver or chicken liver. Yeah. And so they'll put that in all their burgers, all the meatballs, everything that's mincey yeah. just gets liver in it, and no one's any the wiser. So, so you know? what does
0: pig's liver taste like then? Because I've never Oh, had that. it's
2: really strong. Now. Oh, is it? Really yeah, even if you've got like chorizo and that in it, you could really taste it. Wow. It really was quite ranking, You know, I mean, Everybody ate it, bless them, but <laughs> it, it wasn't pleasant. Um, bone broth. So i shove that all in there soups, you know, that's and I'll cook rice actually, rice in the rice cooker instead of putting water, bone broth in, oh, and that's beautiful. lovely. That's amazing. I bet that tastes yeah, awesome.
0: Really, uh, I, I, like I love that. It's all these little like hints and tips that go a long way, eh?
2: Yeah, and, and they like it, you know, they, they said, oh, it's all got speckles on it, when I first did it, oh, it's all got speckles on it, what's this? <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, it's fine, it's, it's just a different type of rice, and everybody just wants it out, I said, it's just got a bit of flavour in it, and they loved it, absolutely loved it.
1: So, so what would a sort of typical day for you look like in terms of meals, because everyone likes to know, you know, what would a breakfast, lunch and dinner for Claire be?
2: Well, in the morning for breakfast, they've got, I've made up my own granola and muesli. That's in the cupboard, and there's, there's Rice crispies. if anybody wants Rice crispies, That's the only sort of shop-bought cereal that I get. There's always omelettes on the go if people want an omelette. Sometimes it would be turkey toast. Some people will have smoked salmon if we've got that in the fridge. I can sort of whip out a few omelettes, and then sometimes they'll have half or calzone if I've got a bit more time. No one likes... Well, I, I don't share ready Brecky. I love ready Brecky. I don't share <laughs> that. I just share it with my husband once, but that's after about, I don't know, about five months of being on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should, um, we should just clarify, though, smoothie. that that's... They we... have a protein smoothie, actually. They quite like that. The mood shake one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know, I was just like going to say...
2: Lunch, for myself, that tends to be something quick, really. I say I don't often get leftovers because everybody eats everything. So mine would just be some fish, tin fish and, and some salad. Some of them will take with them um, rice dishes. They've started doing that actually. They'll have rice with a bit of bacon in it oh, no. um, or rice cakes and they pack lunch. Some of, some of them will t- still take sandwiches, you know, as I say it's all work in progress. Yeah. And then tea then, they'll come home and anybody can have bananas or snack and, and a little drink. And then we all sit together. We've always all sat down for a meal, you know, for evening meal. Sometimes because I'm working then again later, I won't have a meal with them then, but I'll sit on a you know, a bowl of soup with some eggs in, um or some bone broth or banana while they're having their main meal. So that they'll have they, they do like puddings, but they don't always have pudding every day, but it'll be ice cream or fruit um for their pudding and then that's it, job done and then I'll work and then I'll come back and have have mine. And I so sometimes I'll have a mixture if I've got time then I'll have a bigger dinner and I'll have say salad or something later later on in the evening. I've got a menu on the the wall and I do a menu for two weeks. I tried one week, but that seemed that that week would come around really quickly. And I think, oh my yeah. god, I've got to sit down and work out what I'm going to do for my shopping. So now I do a two-weekly one, and everybody knows. You know, I never, I'm never going to please all the people all the time. I know that there's going to be somebody that will be moaning, even if they like it. There's always <laughs> somebody kicking off just by sheer logistics. But I, I really have found that the fact that they know that the menus on the wall and they can look and they know what's their favourite meal and they know it's coming, and I don't have to get a lot less moaning about, oh, I don't like that, because they know, okay, they might not love it today, but in two days' time, they're going to be having I don't know, Italian meatballs or it's going to be tomato salmon. That has helped, actually, because otherwise they just, oh, what's for tea? What's for tea? Oh, I ate that. What are we having that, you know?
1: Yeah. Do you know, I never thought of that when you can see as a kid because <laughs> we'd be like that, what's for tea? Oh, God, I hate that. But if we knew that a nicer meal was coming the next day, we wouldn't be so yeah. precious about it. But I'll have Fresh to... um feedback to my mum because mighty mackerel and tomato salmon are her two staples that's where they came from yeah Yeah. so I'll feed that back she'll be so pleased but one thing I was going to say was we should clarify that ready brekkie that you mentioned isn't the the cereal that everyone might be thinking (laughs) it's a bitter food version of that's made out of bananas and protein powder and
0: Egg yolks. And, and egg yolks, yeah. So. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, I can hear you, i always love. Gonna...
2: My, my youngest son goes, oh, mum, he sees that uh, saucepan coming out and he goes, oh, mum, I know what you're going to have for breakfast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as, you, with a, as you've got a big smile on your face.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome, Claire. Well, listen, um, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, that's been absolutely amazing. I mean, even... We've learned a few little uh, hints and tips. That's our coffee machine that's just come on randomly, again, in the background. It likes to do that. Um, It makes a bloody racket, I tell you. But it makes good coffee. Anyway, yeah, thank you for giving up your time. Keep up the awesome works. It sounds to us like you are doing a phenomenal job, you know, both... You know individually and and as, as a mum etc so uh i've just got one last question though how does kryptonite affect you because you you seem seems to me like you've got superhuman powers <laughs> no honestly like you 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 kind of um i totally agree i think a lot of people would just be listening to this thinking my god like how does she do it i mean even we're like geez you know like we try and cram stuff in but you're just a whole nother level so um keep that up you're doing fantastic thank you so much for coming on the show um i'm sure all the mums out there or just parents generally have picked up plenty of hits hints and tips to to use going forward and we'll probably end up posting that photo in uh, fair food again soon of the um the chart that you put together because i thought that was just such a good idea if that's okay
1: and we'll have yeah, to get some fine. Get some pictures of Claire as well, because she looks amazing. So I think it's very inspirational to she see. She does look amazing. <laughs> she does.
0: And I love your accent as well, Claire. <laughs> Brilliant. thank you um, excellent alright then Claire well we will say ta-ra and uh, no doubt we'll see you here and there on Facebook and maybe get you on another show who knows oh, lovely it's
2: been a pleasure thanks ever so much great Brilliant. to speak to take you take care take
0: care hope you enjoyed the episode guys um, feel free to share it subscribe leave a review and by all means uh, get in touch via our email address on the website Um, with any questions for, for future podcasts so take care guys and we'll see you over in episode number 26.